behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann. Looking at the headlines in today's issue of the Herald, Wednesday the 20th of October, Generation Z rolls up its sleeves. Health experts give green light to teen jab, but some parents on edge. They cannot legally obtain a driver's license, buy alcohol or consent to employment. But as of today, South African children between the ages of 12 and 17 can line up for the COVID-19 vaccine with or without their parents' permission. Also on the front page of the Herald today, ex-Bay coach Dean Karlsa hit with more charges. The pornography charges against former Nelson Mandela Bay water polo coach Dean Karlsa come after he allegedly filmed an underage child twice and later groomed a child to engage in sexual acts. Karlsa, aged 40, appeared in an Australian court yesterday where he faces 25 charges linked to child pornography and other crimes. For more on these and other stories, go to heraldlive.co.za. You could have been excused for thinking that Nelson Mandela Bay was a city at war last week. The area of Causton was alight with vehicles being burnt out, both taxis and private vehicles, passers-by randomly firing handguns and some with heavier ammunition, and the general public screaming and running for cover. This was the result of long-simmering tensions between traders and businessmen in the area and local taxi associations. We're trying to make sense of it. We want to make sure it doesn't happen again. These are not images we want beamed around the world of a city which still relies on tourism as the greatest driver to its collective prosperity. Joining us to talk about the topic from the Causton Business Forum is Mr. Ashraf Lumbada. Ashraf, a very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning to everybody. Ashraf, firstly, if I might ask, how many traders or businessmen do you represent as the Causton Business Forum? Well, it's the major part of Causton. Um, most of the traders are situated in Durban Road. From uh, Ablett Street at the bottom of Durban Road at the beginning to Cottrell, Cottrell Street, so it's it's the whole uh, the whole of Durban Road, and uh, m- most of the traders are situated in Durban Road, which, which is the main trade zone, basically. Now, when the violence broke out last week, where exactly were you, and how did you come to hear of it, and what action did you take? Okay, Causton uh, has has a reputation uh, of being one of the most uh, busiest and vibrant areas of Port Elizabeth. Um, it's it's also been known as uh, the trade zone for uh, formerly uh, non-white traders, basically, or uh, the traders of the northern areas. Um, so it's it's always had a lot of uh, influx of people from all the areas, from all the the, the, the surrounding areas coming into Durban Road to purchase um, fruit and veg uh, and whatever ways they can uh, get. Um, most of them come in via the taxis. So uh, what happened was it it was an incident between a taxi driver and one of the pedestrians, a pedestrian, not another motor vehicle. So what happened was he bumped the the pedestrian and uh, basically wanted to speed off. The pedestrian held onto his mirror and that broke off. So what happened was he then went and fetched a couple of his buddies, taxi buddies, and came back to Corson to cause uh, pandemonium, basically. That, 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 that's the root of it, basically. Uh, 
Ashraf, that, that might have been the incident that sparked the violent scenes, but it would indicate surely that there are some deeper underlying tensions within the community, particularly the traders versus the taxi drivers. Corsten has been, um, um, I, I, I personally, personally, not, not uh, the view of any uh, other organization. Anything. My personal view is that because the Nelson Mandela Bay municipality has abandoned Corsten, Corson has been abandoned. There is no traffic policing, uh, no visible tra- traffic policing. You ask anybody that comes to Corson, that trades in Corson, when else have you seen a, uh, a traffic policeman patrolling the area, checking that that uh, motor vehicles are following the rules of the road? Th- that's the one issue. Then you have uh, another issue where the taxis. Uh, are not regulated, are not adequately regulated by the municipality. The potholes in in, in Corston, the security situation with regards to just general uh, uh, presence of of criminals on the street, walking around, looking to do something, um, and the the neglect generally by by the municipality has led us to a position or a state in Corston where we are basically at boiling point. This incident is, has nothing to do with um, xenophobia or any of those things. This is basically a pure neglect by the municipality not having put proper rules and regulations in place. No, no, I, 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 sorry. There are rules and regulations in place. Just not being applied. Just not being applied. Not enforced. No enforcement. And, and we as traders sit with this problem every single day. We have refuse dumped on the street. We have potholes in the middle of, of, of Durban Road, a busy, busy road like Durban Road. We have potholes, huge potholes. The, about a month ago, our traders, we came together and said, listen, we cannot depend on the municipality. We have to do things by ourselves now. We actually gathered funds from the traders and started repairing potholes, which is totally unusual. Mm. Um, for for my, my view is that the municipality can regulate Newton Park, Warmer, Summerstand, but why can't they do the same in Corston? Have you approached your ward councillor on this matter? We've, we've approached the ward councillor. We've approached uh, the municipality. I've had meetings with uh, the, the former uh, uh, mayor, uh, the DA mayor, what I can't remember his name. Ethel Trollope. We've had meetings with Trollope. I, from from Trollope's days, I've had meetings with, with with the municipality. What what they do is they just okay, keep you quiet, send some cops, send some raids. That's it. The morning, afternoon, everything is back to normal again. It's back to the whole pandemonium of Corston, the lawlessness. It's the wild west of Port Elizabeth. Ashraf, tell me, when the violence broke out, where were the security forces during this? Did any arrive? What action did they take? Or were you just left to your own devices? We were just left to our own devices, basically. We, we were left to protect ourselves. The, the way I understand it is the taxi drivers trying to restart the looting that happened a couple of months ago. Because why, why would they then come to Corston, back to Corston now, with petrol canisters and set cars alight? And, and try to try to uh, burn shops. They they actually basically tried to restart the looting. 
that happened a couple of months ago. There is a perception that it's the taxi drivers and owners versus Somalians, particularly Somalians. You mentioned xenophobia a little earlier. The truth is a little different, though. It's, it's more than just Somalians against taxi owners, isn't it? I would like the press to move away from the xenophobic thing about the foreigners and all those things. Mm. Coastal is a trade zone where we are all passionate about our livelihoods and we will defend our livelihoods. This is what, what we, we, this is our bread and butter of the day. So we will not allow uh, the taxi association, or, or I won't say taxi association, I'd rather just say taxi drivers to come to Causton and do whatever they please. They can knock pedestrians and ride away. They can park wherever they want to park. They can load, overload, and nothing is done. No law enforcement. Ask any taxi or, or ask any uh, trader in Causton, in the Cottrell Street area, around where, where the taxis park. When last have you seen a municipal traffic officer doing patrols or checking licenses or checking overloading? Nothing. It's absent, completely absent. Go to go to Warmer, go to Newton Park, Summerstrand. There are, there are traffic police all over, keeping law and order. Why is it that Causton has been abandoned by the municipality? I, I'm saying straight out. The municipality has abandoned Causton, and that is the reason that this could have happened in Causton. This would not have happened in Warmer, not in Newton Park, definitely not in Summerstrand. So what, 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 what's the problem here? What, why is there some sort of uh, holdback from the municipality when it comes to Causton? We've had meetings... Uh, one gentleman from the municipality I've met, uh, Malusi Andres, Mr. Malusi Andres. And he has tried and tried, oh, this is what, what we are told. He's trying to make effort to get Corson together, but he's not getting the cooperation of the stakeholders in the municipality. That's the problem. So he's not getting full support from those in power that, that have the ability to set Corson in order, basically. That's extremely disappointing to hear. I would like to know, though, do we have any assurance or do you feel any assurance that we won't have a similar outbreak in future? Are there peace talks, for example, taking place between the parties involved? The, the situation could, could erupt today, tomorrow, any day, any day, because, because of the sheer neglect by the municipality. Have, have they made a concerted effort to come in and say, listen, let's, let's put law and order in place here? This will never happen. But at the rate that they are carrying on, or, or the, the, the treatment we're getting, the neglect we're getting from the municipality, this is bound to happen any day again, any day. So any, any little incident with a taxi and somebody else, and we try to correct the taxis, they become uh, basically thugs. They go and fetch their, their taxi buddies and come and cause basically whatever they want to do. They, they, they basically call the shots in Corsica, as it is. So we must all fear, as traders, we must fear because we don't want to have any incident with any taxi driver because this could happen again. But I think what, what they, what they uh, miscalculated was that the people of Causton will never stand still. We will never stand still. We will never see our businesses, our livelihoods being taken away from us as it was a couple of months ago when shops were burnt and looted and uh, it was just it was just chaos, chaos. That will never happen in Corson. We, as the Corson traders, 
uh, and the business owners, we will stand and we will defend our, our property. The voice of Mr. Ashraf Lombarda, he's from the Causton Business Forum. Mr. Lombarda, we thank you for your time and explanation this morning. We're also going to be catching up with uh, Andile Andres, who's from the Nelson Mandela Bay Taxi Council, and hopefully with Ward Councillor for the area, Mr. Abraham Isaacs, during the course of the show. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates, and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. Continuing our discussion now about the violence and lawlessness that erupted in Causton in Nelson Mandela Bay last week, we're catching up with Mr. Andile Andres. He's from the Nelson Mandela Bay Taxi Council. By all accounts, this was an incident which took place between the taxis in the area and business in the area. Mr. Andres, thank you for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Uh, Has your day started off well? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, no, it well. Last week was not so good, Mr. Andres. As residents of Nelson Mandela Bay, we saw burnt-out vehicles, we saw and heard gunshots being fired in the street, people running for cover, and at the heart of it were tensions between taxis and business owners in the Causton area. Can you share with us your perspective on what the underlying tensions are and what happened from your point of view? Yes, thank you very much. It's true what you are saying, uh, that... Uh, there were tensions between the taxi uh, operators as well as the the, the foreigners. Um, we have met with the foreigners after the incident, uh, which we all of us by now we all know uh, what happened. It uh, was we're told this thing started by the accident. Uh, between the taxi operator as well as the one of the foreigners. Uh, they ended up uh, uh, assaulting each other instead of reporting the, 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 the accident. We then said, look, uh, let's meet with the foreigners uh, just to engage because uh, what we have seen as a taxi industry uh, it's not right, and we then said it would be best if we can engage the, the foreigners because, in our view, we have seen uh, what happened there is for the potential of spreading uh, across the country. Why are you so fixated on? the fact that these might be foreigners. We spoke to Mr. Lombarda from the Causton Business Forum earlier, and he assures us that we're not just talking about foreigners, we're talking about South Africans of all races and creeds who trade in the Causton area. Yeah, you see, let me say this thing. Uh, you know, the, the, the Causton area, most especially the Tepen Road, where the incident happened, uh, the 90% of the uh, people who are doing business there is the, is, the, is the Somalian and the, yes, I think it's a Somalian. Uh, remember when when, when we arrived there, 
we met with a, a, a Somalian uh, a, a group. Uh, it was a guy who represented the Somalian uh, uh, guys uh, from the association. So we have met uh, him. That is what I'm saying. It's the foreigners. They may say the African, but my view, they are from the, the, the Somalian. But Mr. Andres, as uh, modern South Africans, why does it matter where someone comes from? As long as they're behaving within the law and they're in the country legally, we should surely allow them to trade and treat them as equals. Listen, we do not have a problem about their trading. We, we talk about what happened uh, that resulted in the banning of vehicles uh, and the banning of the, the shops. Uh, we were talking about the incident, what happened. We have said, look at the taxi industry. We, we do not want uh, what happened. So it is the responsibility of the leadership uh, and the business people to make sure that this thing, it ends here. That is why we have, we have taken the initiative to act urgently. Because you know, have seen this thing has got a potential of spreading across the country. And we didn't want that. What will it take to end things right now? Are there peace talks currently taking place? How will we prevent this from happening again? Uh, what we have said, uh, we have said, look guys, uh, it's just unfortunate what happened. Uh, what we need to do, uh, we, we need to not to take uh, uh, hands, I mean the law in our hands, and uh, let's rather allow the law enforcement to investigate whatever happened and make sure they put the traitors uh, into the book of the law. That's what we have said to us. We have said uh, we've got the responsibility. We are all business people. Uh, we need to maintain uh, a peace uh, amongst ourselves. Are you happy with the level of law enforcement? in the Corston area currently, and also with the other aspects of service delivery, such as the removal of litter and potholes being fixed and light bulbs being fixed, for example. I must say I am, I am very much happy because they have, the police, the law enforcement, I saw that even the, the minister himself were present in our engagement. They have assured us they will make sure that all those perpetrators, they will arrest them. So I am happy with uh, with, with that, what is happening uh, uh, currently. And as a taxi industry, we leave everything to the law enforcement. So I am happy. Final question for you, Mr. Andres. Are you satisfied that there is sufficient discipline within the various taxi organizations and councils that serve Nelson Mandela Bay? Uh, there is a discipline. There is a discipline, say. It's a matter of, you see, the incident we are talking about, that is what I'm saying, is that unfortunate. Because this thing started uh, by two people uh, when they had an accident. And both of them, they should have reported the accident. There was no point of uh, fighting over an accident. So, uh, in our side, we, we, we might have our mistakes, 
as we take things that, that we are trying all our best uh, to install discipline amongst the taxi operators. Mr. Andila Andres from the Nelson Mandela Bay Taxi Council, thank you very much for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann today. We look forward to peace breaking out and not again seeing the sort of scenes that uh, the world saw from Causton last week. Have yourself a good day. We're joined now by the ward councillor for the area of Nelson Mandela Bay, which includes Causton, where the violence flared up between taxi owners and drivers and local traders and business folk last week. Mr. Abraham Isaacs, we welcome you to the podcast and we ask you to begin with whether you'll confirm for us your political allegiance and whether you will be standing for re-election come the 1st of November when local government elections roll around again. Good morning, Darren. Thanks for inviting me. I'm Councillor Abram Isaac of uh, Shorter Caution Ward 11. Uh, I'm supporting a Democratic Alliance as a member of the party, but I'm not retaining back as a councillor in Nelson Mandela Bay. So that, that is my first question. Mr. Isaacs, your comments on what happened in Causton last week. It happened on your watch as councillor for the area. Yes, Darren, it was um, so uncalled for. But I believe, according to the information I received, I wasn't at a scene. I've just received the information when they start burning. It actually starting at uh, uh, Green Acres, you understand, where a taxi or a car bump each other. And it came down to the taxi rent, you understand, in Durban Road. So basically what actually happened, there was a confrontation from the taxi driver and the owner of the Audi. And they couldn't, re- they couldn't reach consensus and agreement based on what happened up there by Green Acres side. And then doing some of the... The bystanders get involved and it escalates where they start uh, throwing stones and things like that you want to, in the urban road. And it moved to the taxi rank where the other people get involved there. You understand? That is where three taxis start burning and the Audi was already and put on fire. So based on that, I couldn't but I just actually do my duty to call the police to get uh, involved there. You understand? Because it just became a crime scene now. Are you satisfied with the current service levels in terms of law enforcement which has been received by the Causton area? Well, in the first place, Darren, you know, I cannot call the shot for South Africa police, but we in the Nelson Mandela Bay with the majority lead, uh, we work close with our bylaw infor- uh, enforcement, which is the Metro Police and the Traffic uh, Law Enforcement, which they also responded to understand, but said they have to intervene there. And our uh, metro security has yet to, to, to make sure that it's safe enough for the police to operate and to do what they're supposed to do. That, but I wasn't, I wasn't quite happy for what happened, happened and escalated further. There have also been a number of allegations that service delivery in general in Causton is bad. We're talking about litter piling up, we're talking about potholes and the like not being repaired. Then I fully agree. I'm not accepting the point, you understand, where people are pointing fingers to the situation in Durban Road where uh, dirt and salt and everything happened there. But that's out of control because I tried to get a meeting with the business people there and the traders are there. Somewhere we managed the, the informal traders there, you understand, and to try to keep the place clean. But it happened due to day where people just do as they wish in Durban Road. Uh, so that, that is the current problem. We clean in the day, we clean at night, especially in the morning, it's clean again. And then during the day, the folks start piling up again. From outside the shops, uh, it comes and you just park it anywhere in the pavement. Mr. Isaacs, have you been involved in peace talks personally between the parties involved? Not, not on that moment in time before that happened last week, Darren. 
We did try, but we couldn't get all parties uh, on board to have that uh, the talk of engagement. And finally, if we might ask how you think we can prevent this sort of thing from happening in the future. Well, well, according to my information, there was engagement uh, with uh, some leadership from the business and the tax association, and they got it currently under control. You understand? I spoke to uh, the St. Albans taxi guys, and they were also invited just to an intervention of uh, resolving the issue that they did not escalate any further as was from last week. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.